Hello, and welcome to another episode of Gaia Soars, a podcast about the practical application of spirituality with your host, Kimra Minuti. Welcome to another episode of Gaia Soars. And this week, I'm very honored to have Don Del Vecchio as my guest. A little bit about Don. Don Del Vecchio is an MA who has been on a path of spiritual awakening for more than 37 years. She is the founder of Return of the Priestess, a speaker series, and the lineage bearer of Mother Spirit Priestess Initiation Training. Dawn holds a bachelor's degree in women's studies, a master's degree in shamanic intuitional practices, and is the number one best, excuse me, number one Amazon best-selling author of the book, Spirit, Mind, and Money. As a professional writer for more than 20 years, Dawn uses her skills today in order to support women who are awakening to their true spiritual gifts during our planetary ascension so that they may own their sovereign power to lead with love. Woo! Don, you've got a lot of wonderful experience in your background there. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Kimra, thank you so much for having me. Really, it is an honor and a pleasure to be visiting with you again and having another deep dive conversation about the times we're in and the divine feminine. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And so just so you know, guys, I will be featured this year on um, The Rise of the Priestess with Dawn, and I'm so grateful to be able to work in servership, save, servership, <laughs> <laughs> to work in servitude of the collective as part of one of the voices on the program. And so I just want to start off with asking you, Dawn, how did you come to the idea of having The Rise of the Priestess and what... Um, what gave you the idea that the divine feminine was rising and, and did that have anything to do with the choice of the name? Yeah. Well, the choice of the name came in 20, near the end of 2019 or mid to the end of 2019. I can't remember. But the rise of the divine feminine, my awareness of that started back in 1984 when I had a home birth and uh, started a mother support group or became part of a mother support group that we began exploring topics of the divine feminine and i know that you're a card reader and an oracle reader you may be familiar with the mother spirit tarot deck mm -hmm. and the you know the way each each um, of the suits has a different cultural background and it's all about the divine feminine and the goddess and the ancient pre uh, patriarchal religions of that, that they were all the mother religions. Right. So as a group, we began really discovering <clears throat> our history and moving into ceremony, sitting in sacred circles, sharing. And that was the beginning. That was mother spirit, which with all those women's permission, I am the bearer of that lineage as the youngest in the group wow. uh, of that original group. All those years ago, we had all in 1984 had home births, as I may have said. Oh, cool. So, um, so that journey, you know, has taken as life does over many, many years, we go through many experiences, but the tarot and sacred feminine archetypal energy and the goddess and ceremony were all parts of my life throughout even in my warrior years because I spent many years uh, as a as a 
progressive combative march, martial arts teacher and competitor. So I really have that masculine aspect as well cultivated in me. Um, and uh, what happened was, um, fast forward through many life experiences and living overseas and stuff, I was making an effort to uh, build my own business because I've never been very good at working for others and I knew I was, I'm sort of wired to be an entrepreneur. Um, but had a lot of money wounding stuff and a lot of um, uncertainty about what, how I should go about doing it. So I was uh, spending an inordinate amount of money on very high-end coaching, sort of beyond, really beyond my level. And they were really navigating me to be more of a business coach. And so I was, you know, I had the suits and the bra and the makeup and the going to all the events and handing out the business cards. It was so not me. If, you know, if those of you who know me, you know, like I'm pretty organic and earthy and natural and a hippie. And, um, but I was like, right, I have to, you know, make a living and do, you know, do something with my life. And it wasn't until 2016, I was speaking at a conference in Bali, um, that there were all these women there who were talking about being a priestess and the goddess and, I was like, what is this? Like, I've been a priestess for years. It's not something that you do as a business and a leadership, but it is, and I but didn't know that. So that was my pivot. That was when I really began uh, slowly shedding this belief that I had to do what I didn't love and work against the tide to try and get clients. And I mean, there are wonderful business coaches out there. I got nothing against it, but that's not who, that was not my sole mission, right? Not for you, right. Yeah, so... Um, so over time, like a lot of healing, a lot of deep devotional practice, really reincorporating a lot of my sacred practices that I had let go by the wayside as I was striving to climb this entrepreneurial ladder, um, help, this all helped me and I started getting guidance. I started being able to clairaudiently hear my guides and this real gentle direction back into a more feminine uh, receptivity of receiving like being still receiving and then moving from that place rather than getting an idea in my head and going right i gotta make it happen yeah that that whole that whole scurry yeah yeah that the scurry and the paradigm that's really um, going away now this unbalanced uh head only paradigm so then in somewhere in 2019 i literally woke up one morning and heard return of the priestess and because i have been in internet marketing and business and copywriting and all that for years, I knew what to do. You buy the URL and then you sit on it. So that's what I did. But I knew really what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a summit or speaker series. And I was really kind of quaking in my boots because it was going to be my coming out of the priestess broom closet uh, event. And they cost a lot of money. They are a lot of work to do. I don't know if you've done one, but I end up having all these speakers. We've got 32 speakers this year. Um, it, it's a it's a big undertaking, and I had you know I think that this this thing that sometimes we have. What if I, what if I have a party and nobody comes? <laughs> that was my That's fear. A real feeling though. It's a very it real feeling. Real. Yeah, it totally is real. Yeah. Um. So I was quite afraid, and then um, again, Divine Mother sort of brought in beautiful opportunities for me. So um, as as the year was coming to drawing to a close, um, I had a. a a phone call from someone uh, whom I knew, a woman who said, hey, you know, remember me? We met at that retreat in Sedona. Well, my husband and I just moved here and it's almost Christmas and we were wondering if you have a recommendation for a Christmas dinner. 
Well, every year, my husband's a former chef, and every year we have a Christmas dinner. So I said, well, I think you should come to ours since you just contacted me. So she came. Right. Yeah. She came. It turns out she's a priestess who's a, a, a sacred business coach and had developed a course on how to run summits. And I had been looking into how to run summits by people who do it in that very masculine, rigid, driving way. You know, you got to have the X number of speakers. They've got to have a minimum of 5,000 list and they can't come. And, right. and, and, it, and you to buy these programs is also very expensive. expensive. Right. So I, they were just feeling so dissonant. So this was the thing. This was like we were sitting there talking. And I said, well, here's my idea. Return of the priestess. And she was like, I've got goosebumps all over me. The, I feel this. So I was like, yeah, I know I do too, but I'm just scared. She goes, we're going to work it out. You're going to go through this course. You, I'll teach you how to do it. So that's kind of how it came about. Now, we had no idea December 24th, 2019, what was, was about to roll out in the world. Right. <laughs> so I just got together with my tech VA to say, all right, Lisa, I'm going to do it. She, she's the one who does all the technology in the background. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking the spring, let's carve out some dates we carved out the dates. Who would have thought that was when we were in the thick of the lockdown? This right. is divine intervention. So what happened was me thinking, what if I build it and nobody comes, which I, I mitigated by saving money for it. I was like, right, I have the money to spend. If I lose all the money, I'll, I'll make it up again some way. Somehow. You'll break even. It's fine. I'll right. break even. I'll, uh, I'll write it off as an expense, you know, a loss. Right. I'm not going to lose my shirt over this because I, I squirreled away money. Smart, and, right? Yeah. So, uh, the, what? Long and the short of it, there were so many women all over the world who were locked down, isolated, and had a lot of free time on their hands. We knocked it out of the park. And I, 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 I built my list, which is the whole point of a summit, uh, with genuine women who wanted to make a difference in the world. And I had 30 speakers from all over the world, elders, wisdom elders. Uh, all different, you know, ethnicities. It was, it was an amazing experience, and we donated 50% of the sales because it's a free event, but people can choose to buy it. 50% mm -hmm. um, uh, of the sales went to a charitable cause that I had personally vetted. So we not only did we lift, not not only did I get lifted, I was able to lift as I rose, Perfect. which is my theme: lift as we rise. That's like my life theme. I love so it. So there you have my long-winded story. That's how it came about. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful, and I just want to say that um, first, I want to say thank you for not being afraid, mm. right? Because even though you were afraid, you 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 had the courage to just squirrel it away and and go whatever. I'm just gonna put all my eggs in this basket and have faith, right? So yeah. thank you for that first and foremost. I know many of us pivoted in, in in December and March of 2020 when all of this went down, and myself included. I was at the time, <laughs> I had an I was opening an art business for my book, so I had written an inspirational poetry book. Um, with my artwork in it and I was gonna start doing all these book signings and all this stuff and then wow everything I shut down know that wow everything shut down I mean I had a had it signed up for the Miami book fair all this great stuff right so <laughs> that yeah. went down the hill so I had to pivot and out of that came ascension coaching out of that, that's where the Ascension Coaching came. So I just use my book in other ways to utilize it as, you know, authority and credibility and stick with itness, that type of stuff, because that's what capitalism wants, you know, like, can you right. stick with it? <laughs> right. So 
So what's that's needed the is what's needed is the ascension coaching right now. Yes, but that's what's needed, right? And so, don't you find it fascinating how many synchronicities will come along the way when you are entering into an endeavor that is spirit-led? For instance, um, just the way that we came across each other. A random woman shows up in my Facebook DMs. I normally ignore all of those people because they're scammers from Nigeria, like, you know, weird stuff, uh -huh. right? And she just says, do you happen, are you a priestess by any chance? And I was like, actually, I am. I had just found my book from 2005 that said, hey, you know, you've been inducted into, and I said, wow, I forgot that I had done this. Huh. Wow. And it was within like two or three days. Like I found the book. I was like, oh, yeah. And then here comes this lady and I'm like, yes, I am actually, thank you. And then I sent you a message and now here we are. Yeah, yeah, it, oh. it really is. And you know what's really also interesting in terms of that and the serendipity when it's spirit-led is it is a, a kind of a spiritual spirit or spirit-led um, thing who ends up on the summit. Uh, at, now, I have some certain criterion, which isn't just about list size. It mm -hmm. is about diversity. And okay. it is about, uh, but but within that, you know, there are priestesses all over the world holding the field for New Earth right now, doing sacred work in one way, shape, or form or another. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I really want six of the seven, the planet's seven continents um, represented. Perfect. I want women of all different ethnicities mm -hmm. because I literally feel like we have to come in and really model for so many different people all over the world what it means to be a sacred feminine leader, which to me is an, another uh, phrase to for, for priestess. Mm -hmm. And um, it's so interesting to see who ends up coming in and who doesn't or who can't at the last minute or finds out about it when, when it's like I get, now I'm getting emails that we're promoting it right now. Mm -hmm. Oh, can I be on your summit? Wow, no. I mean, we're like, doors are way closed for that. <laughs> we're, right. Maybe you know, next year. Months of preparation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, it is a, uh, but many things happen like what happened with us where there's like someone connects us or I'm, I'm going through Facebook and all of a sudden I see someone's picture and I get the like. Right. Yeah. That it's, pull. Yeah. It's so interesting. That's exactly yeah. what happens. You're like, hmm. Yeah. Click. <laughs> and yeah, then all exactly. of a sudden a, a whole new world opens up and you're like, nice, nice. Yeah. Right. So it's really good though, because this is how, you know, this is to just show people that spirit is little tiny nudges, you know? Yes. It's not like, I could have easily missed this opportunity with you, very mm -hmm. easily. I could have been in a bad mood and decided that the lady in my inbox was a scammer or that I didn't like her tone of address on Facebook or whatever, and never wow. reached out to you. Wow. And then, uh, yeah, I love that too. That spirit, it's whispers. It's the still small voice. It's not the big noisy thing that makes you want to um, uh, crunch, but, uh, you know, contract. Right. It's usually curious, expansive, hmm, that kind of energy. Yeah, you got to be curious and you got to be willing to just go down that path, right? Like I used to call it impulse runs when I was reality testing the law of attraction and you would get an impulse and... The goal is to follow every impulse, no matter what, for as long as you can to see what the surprise is that the universe will gift you, right? Ooh, and I love that. It was so good for me to help with my manifesting skills and to understand that I was safe and, and the universe had was actually supporting me and was listening, right? Because oftentimes people think this woo-woo stuff, 
you can't test it. Well, this is how you test it in reality. And one day I just followed the nudges, followed the nudges, looking for more joy and found like the most glorious field of sunflowers. It was just, it was just glorious. And, and it was 15 minutes from my house. I would have never found it otherwise. There was just no reason for it to be there. Best Beautiful. day ever. For, yeah, best day ever for a photographer. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. So, you know, I, you know, I really want to, I really want people to understand that following those impulses are how you strengthen your connection, you know, and listening so that you're able to hear. Right. Yeah. And people receive it in different ways. Like listening is literally how I literally hear words right. uh, at times. They, they, it's not that it's coming outside of me. I've had that occasionally, but it's more it, uh, it emerges within me. Whereas other people see images or get impressions or have a sense, sensed feeling. These are the clairs, right? The clairs right. sent you in an audience and all that stuff. But I have another story about that, which is when all of this stuff started, all of the COVID and the lockdowns and everything, I got very clear auditory, clear audience guidance, get land with water, get land with water. And the serendipity, I'm, I'm recording this with you now, and I ran the whole summit this year from my new home in, I call it my little house in the big forest, mm -hmm. uh, in uh, where I own my own water now. And I have 5.5 acres in the middle of 3.3 million acres of national forest. That is so, yeah, and, and the way it unfolded, I mean, there was effort, there was effort on my part. Um, getting a mortgage as a self-employed person is challenging, mm -hmm. um, but the stick-to-itiveness, but, but the whole way it came about, the discovery of this, the price of it relative to what, you know, real estate has skyrocketed, right? Right. It was, it, it was on, on, when I first got the message, I had almost no money. I was like, get land with water right now i'm like it unfolded one thing after another but like you said i kind of kept following the nudges like i think i have to go look here i think i have to go look in new mexico i feel like i have to go and i kept following them i think this realtor i have to contact her mm -hmm. I, feel, I feel something here and that's how it all came about and that's how it all came out and you know it's so funny that you mentioned water because i feel that that's an important conversation in general um because I had the same move from spirit to go live near water. Mm. So, and I was at the time living in a place that was landlocked. So in 2020, I moved into an apartment that is 0.25 miles from the St. John's River, which is the biggest river here in, in Florida. Ah, so, wow. and it's the one that meets the ocean. So if I go 45 minutes to the beach, there's river on one side and there's ocean on the other. So I'm literally at the it's so beautiful. beautiful, so beautiful. And this is a year of water in Chinese astrology. And that is a big deal for us as we are talking about the rise of the feminine. These are like the birthing waters right now. So a lot of what we're seeing in the news and in the media is related to the upheaval of birth, you know? Yes, agreed, yes. And it has to do, like you were saying, with the matrilineal, um, like indigenous peoples from all over the world because they all had basically matriarchal societies prior to being colonized and having a different way of life forced on them. You know, back then it was, your elder was gonna be a woman. Yes, wow, good And those point. things were passed down from woman to woman. So honestly, when you're looking for um, 
the genetic energy behind the change of you know our birth our rebirth as the new earth it's gonna come through the indigenous peoples and it's gonna come through women it's not necessarily gonna come through the men folk i mean i'm not saying that they're not going to aid us i'm not saying that we're not gonna have men folk with more feminine energy in them because that's right. a lot of stuff well, that we're getting too. Yeah. right so you know we're we're talking about the energy of a thing not the body part of a thing right right so, Correct. So that's that's the rise of that. And we're seeing that we're seeing feminine energy and masculine bodies so that we have more people on our side. And it's a really fascinating transition that we're in right now. You're listening to Kimra Minuti and Don Del Vecchio on Gaia Soars here on Anchor FM by Spotify. And now back to the show. Fascinating transition that we're at right now. Yeah, and thank you for pointing out. I forgot it's a water tiger year. So the and the and the birthing waters. I certainly have felt it deeply. I mean, I love where I live, and I do own my own well water. And I'm in a very dry part of the American Southwest, so. Um, this, I've been craving water and, uh, literally like I went to Texas, Southern Texas for a winter vacation, just to walk along the ocean every day, just to back and forth and hear the waves and feel that, that, that mom, that flow, that motion, right. kind of like, kind of like what's behind you there. Right. Just that <laughs> constant the palm trees. ebb and flow of the sand and the water. It's necessary. And I think we're not the only ones who are feeling it. I think anybody who's kind of got a pull to this sort of thing is kind of craving that water. Um, I think it's definitely one of the ascension symptoms that people don't recognize. Oftentimes when they're getting headaches and they get overheated, mm-hmm. you need a salt water bath, my friend. You need a salt wow. water bath. Yeah. Wow, and I would, you know, to, to th- that's a good point. And I also wanted to acknowledge that what you said about that you, when you, where you live, you're be, you can go down to be between a freshwater river and a, the saltwater sea. And I just, what came to mind is like, what kind of like electromagnetic or not more magnetic, you know, what, what is the energy there? I think that feels it's like powerful. a potent place to do sacred work to me. It is, and I've done some sacred work down there because there's actually a pier that is all of these, not necessarily man-made rocks, but they're just chunks of rock that they put to separate it. And right. you can stand on the rocks and one foot is literally on the ocean and one foot is literally in the river. And it's the wow. most fascinating, and you feel it. You just feel like all of the culmination of the energy merging in that spot and um, the way that the water is set you can walk far through to it until the tide comes in. Then all of a sudden there is, there's no place there anymore. And it's, it's magnificent. It's magnificent. So I've done some, I've done some rituals there, given some offerings up to the ocean and to the river and Uh uh, spoke to the different deities and Orishas that deal with that because primo. Yeah. It's a primo energy spot. (laughs) don't you love that though a good energy spot when you find it you'll just kind of wander into one you ever do that you ever like wander into a place that you feel like has a portal and you'll just wait a minute what was that 
Yeah, I have a place here in the forest that one day I was walking and I just sat down between these, they're called alligator juniper trees. There's a little, like a, a cluster of them. And uh, I just went into silence, which I have a pretty busy mind. So when I when it just goes, I know I'm, something is working. And I've since turned it into a little magical fort out of just sort of found uh, tree branches and stuff. And now it's like my sacred place where I go to commune with the plants. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. So what is your favorite thing about doing the Rise of the Priestess seminar? Yeah. Uh, well, my favorite thing is, uh, oh, it's tough to say. I mean, I get to speak with uh, women of power all over the world who bring so much wisdom, insight, and diversity of perspective, of cultural history, of lineage, all of that. So that's probably the best thing. And I have to say, the other best thing is getting the feedback from women afterwards who attended and how it's changed their life. It is literally, I have literally received feedback from women that it saved their life. Oh, that's wonderful. So right. there's nothing really that, that tops that. Tops that, right. Yeah. That's the best feeling. Yeah. That is then, the best feeling. And But there is a third thing, which is the, the money that we donate to a charitable cause that I vetted, which is uh, all three years now, these are causes that are led by women that are very much grassroots, very visionary, very 5D um, in terms of, you know, they're, they're really new, new earth uh, paradigm, uh, charitable organizations of some kind, or just organizations that could get, could use a leg up with some money. Right. So being able to give a hunk of money, the last two years we've raised eight thousand dollars for oh, that's e wonderful. each year. I'm I'm hoping to do that and beyond this year. Wonderful. Um, that so that is uh, that is a huge um, blessing that I get to because I I struggled with money for most of my life. So right. to be able to give eight thousand dollars, I get it. People are bisquillionaires, right? You know, I'm not like that. But to give eight thousand dollars away to uh, organization the first year was in Thailand the second year in Trinidad and this year South Africa okay uh, I, it's like that we know that money is going to do so much, so much. there mm -hmm. compared to what it can do here in our country in the United right. States so right. yeah so lots of lots of wonderful things about the the summit each year so what's the name of this um, organization that you're donating to yeah, it's called the In the Institute of Africology, and okay. it was founded by a woman whose name is Mamawa Ashantiwa Ngidi, and I interview her. She is one of the speakers. Okay, wonderful. Uh, because after I talked to her, I was she is so dynamic and incredible. She this is her brainchild, okay. and uh, the story you'll get to hear the story when you watch it. Mm -hmm. But basically, she she wanted to see a way for the African people to reclaim their uh, self-image as a powerful, mighty, creative, beautiful, amazing people with a long mm -hmm. history of leaders and wisdom keepers. And, mm -hmm. co you know, colonialism devastated much of the African continent, and it's been a long, slow recovery. And South right. Africa in particular, with apartheid, you know, the consciousness has been such that it's mm -hmm. been very hard for young people to uh, get ahead. And I'm not one of those people who believes, and I've sort of said this a lot, maybe it's inappropriate, I don't know, but where I've seen and heard stories of people kind of 
going into Africa and saying, we're coming into your village to build a school. Well, you know what? We have to honor other cultures and what they determine they need. So this came to me recommended because I put out into my big network, you know, who's, you know, I'm looking for a charitable organization. So this beautiful woman uh, went to a village near where she lives and spoke to the village elders to ask if she could use the school uh, that was abandoned to for this vision she has. And she thought it would be months of back and forth, batting it around. They gave her a bunch of land and the property. Mm-hmm. And the whole village, they've got, they went in, they'd clean one room, put a, put a, a project in there, or an activity. Clean another mm-hmm. room, put an activity. And the whole, the goal is self-esteem, self-sustainability, uh, and and uh, they do things like you know provide kids with books written by African people. Uh, starting a bee farm and the children. So if you have a beehive, then mm-hmm. then when that honey comes, it's going to have your name on it. So oh, teaching wow. them self reliance, entrepreneurship. They're growing cabbages. I mean, they're just. There's so many things in this organization, and it is run. Get this. This was the kicker for me. That was like the chair, the you know, the icing on the cake. It is run by a um, by a board of elder women. Women at the center. The wise women of that community right. are the ones who are visioning, planning, and establishing and making the decisions. Beautiful. So everything about this organization was like, wow, uh-huh. I hope we get lots of people who buy the summit because then we can give them lots of money. They have never received one penny of funding. Not one. Bless their hearts. Yeah. They're doing it themselves. So now if we contribute, they can do things like, uh, you know, create more outbuilding structures and just build more infrastructure support because this is a template then that can be modeled elsewhere all over the continent. Right. And and all over the world, really, because there's nothing about the model that's, that's not applicable to what we need, which is grassroots restructuring of society as the old systems collapse. Absolutely. And that's basically what, and you know, that's beautiful because that brings us full circle to the theme of, of Rise of the Priestess this year, which is yes. New Earth Rising and what does that look like for us? See, the yes. thing that I find um, that people who aren't, aren't who aren't in the spiritual community in general don't seem to understand is that they're clinging to the past and the way things have been. And those in the spiritual community are like, burn it down, yeah. <laughs> let it go, <laughs> let it go. That hasn't worked for like 3000 years. Let's yeah. try something Let's new. Let's try something new. Please, I think we try. I think all of us are just screaming like, please, let's try something new. And so um, I love that. I love that they're working on a sustainable model and it's actually already in progress. It's not that they've got their hands out asking for us to start the funding. They've already put it together. The land has been given, you know, and it's it's what we actually needs to do. It's the same thing as the like tiny house movement here in the U.S. And like, and um, all of the awesome self-sustaining farming methods that people are starting to pick up because realistically and we can just go to the grocery store now and look at gas prices yep yeah the things that we are doing are not working right for us exactly yeah yeah absolutely and so my the the theme for this year it came about because i was starting to get very strong guidance and i started seeing it in uh, other you know sister friends and spiritual leaders that 
all of the chaos of the last two years was not going to, it's not going to stop because those who have benefited from us being asleep and basically in work, little worker bee enslaved worker bees, basically. They, they ain't going to stop until <laughs> they are, until we withdraw their food which is our energy and our attention, our fear, all of that, speaking at the energetic level and also the literal. So the guidance was withdraw attention, pivot, and build the bridge to new earth even as you're crossing it. Even as you're crossing it. And that's the theme, build the bridge to new earth even as we cross it. And then Mm -hmm. I went about looking and calling in priestesses who were doing that yep so we've got a diversity this year not only of you know uh, heritage and culture and uh, nationality but literally like what women are doing so we have uh, uh, women who are really revisioning how to build new villages and new community alternative building uh, Mm -hmm. hemp building alternative farming uh, alternative medicine natural like Everything. Like really earthy stuff, and then also very spiritual, metaphysical stuff as well. Right. So yeah, so it's it, we really have a broad spectrum this year. Where I feel like, uh, no matter who you are, you're going to find someone or someones in this summit this year that you're going to be like, right? I want to learn more from her. I want to support that. I want to take what I just learned and bring that into my own life. Perfect. I love that. I love that, and I I'm really excited for this year's summit. I'm really excited to be a part of it. I'm really glad that it's always reassuring to me when I hear other people in the spiritual community affirm what I'm hearing from spirit, because don't get me wrong, sometimes they show you stuff that's on like a, a, a massive level and you're like, come on, no. Yes, totally. Who, me? You're like, <laughs> yeah. really that many people? Nah. Right. And then, you know, I know that a few years ago, I don't know if this happened to you, but I know probably around like 2017-ish. A lot of us in the spiritual community thought that all of this was going to be happening in our heads and it wasn't going to come out into the physicality, right? The way that it is now, right? So remember, it was like, oh, people aren't going to die. They're going to have, you know, metaphysical deaths and they're going to be reborn and it's going to be rainbows and unicorns. Right. Like the harsh reality of 2019 kicked in and it was like, can we navigate this for real? Because you guys weren't joking you know? And so it's always good for me to hear from other people that those same like pushes and impulses and things coming on. Cause I like, although I believe that I'm listening, I like to keep myself humble and double check. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, cause sometimes the stuff they, that spirit tells you is like overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And also we do have to remember that we have been in a deep, deep state of density and sleep. And so even those of us who've had several years of following intuitive guidance, there's still that feeling sometimes where when you get a big download that seems very radically different than the lived experience, we we have to remember we're kind of on our training wheels still when it comes to following guidance. We really are learning still. We're remembering, I would say. Yeah, I always say we're relearning. We're relearning our own space and our own selves and our own divine paths. Um, and real quick, one last thing before we wrap this up. I would like to ask, do you feel, since you've been at this for what, 37 years now, right? Yeah, almost 38. Don't you feel like things are more... Um, like the emotional side of it is more pronounced and more kind of distressing in the upheaval as of right now. Cause oh, I feel yeah. like we had padding. We had padding up until like 2017, 2018. It was, it was bad, but it was, 
okay, yeah. you know, people were still able to stick their heads into the sand and, you know, bury it. And now yeah. it's like the Band-Aid is ripped off, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And this is uh, because we have to see it in order to clear it and heal it. We And, and um, we have so much plasmic light coming in. You know, we're, we're our solar system is now moving through what's called the photon belt. This mm -hmm. is not woo-woo. This is scientific fact. Right. And so the amount of light and frequency increase on our planet is literally like I use the image of like a glass or a jar. Like if you have mm -hmm. the glass here and it's there's a bunch of, let's say there's dirt here and it's all settled to the bottom nice and still. Mm -hmm. And then this is water up here. Well, the light is, the f increased frequency is shaking, shaking, shaking. So the first the water gets all muddy and right. then eventually it shakes so much it starts blowing out the top, right? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where we are. And so all of the unprocessed material that we've buried individually and collectively is coming and shaking out. And yeah. that means for those who are, even those of us who've done a lot of inner work, it's like you look at things in the world, you're like, oh! process process alchemize okay forgive forgive prayer meditation uh you know take right. the, the 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 uh the styrofoam baseball bat and beat the bed whatever you need right, to whatever do. you need to do <laughs> but those who don't have any tools at all Oof. they're they're in in big time fear because they're much easier to control because they just yeah. watch the tv and they believe it all because they can't discern yet because they're so plugged up themselves with their own energetic buried material or their right. fear or the propaganda um, but the, also it's like ho they're tr holding down the beach ball like what would it be like to face my own shadows oh my god I don't think I could do it but the frequencies are demanding this demanding it. Yeah. at an individual and a collective level so yeah I mean intensity wise we've dialed it up from like a 2 to a 20 yes okay see so I'm not crazy because I thought to myself I said man it wasn't this bad in 2017 or 2012 and you know I I speak to other people and I'm like, okay, we're doing our work, right? Like I, I thought I was, I, thought I was doing okay. I thought I'd box with my shadows and that, that. no, I mean, I've talked to people who are really solid. Like I'm like, y'all are really solid. And they're like, nope, this is horrendous. I'm, I'm holding on by the skin of my teeth. <laughs> I just got slammed with something. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So we're not allowed to miss it is basically what I've seen from, from spirit is that Right now, you know, the kid gloves are off. We're out of Pisces. We're transitioning into Aquarius. And you want to be innovative and curious and faith-based. You really well need to be said, grounded. Yeah. Aquarius, yes. You, that's it. I mean, it's literally that. It's curiosity, innovation, and then be grounded in the knowing that, like, if you follow these nudges, they're going to get you there no matter what else is happening, no matter how crazy it feels, how crazy it looks, whatever you lose, whoever you lose. Because yeah. that's another thing we're dealing with people losing so many people at once. And that's. Yes. That's a whole other podcast. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really is intense. And this is where our spiritual connection is so important. We have to remember that we're divine, eternal beings having a temporary experience in form. And that when the, it's the attachment that will create the suffering. Mm -hmm. uh, and yes, we do have to go through grieving and mourning. Sometimes that grieving and mourning is just realizing that the paradigm that we believed in was a complete fake. Yeah. That in itself is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's what 2020 was for me um a couple other things i want to say was one is 2012 what i've discovered and you've probably seen this too mm -hmm. that was the big wake up many people woke up in 2012 
And we thought that was the shift of the ages. That was the awakening to prepare to have more conscious, aware light workers on the planet for what is coming down now, which right. is the old structures, and they're going down with a fight. Yeah, they are. And they've got all the military and all the propaganda of the media mm-hmm. and all the money. Yeah. So, but we have something that is beyond all of that, which is the light of love. And that's what we have to remember. I'm so glad you said that. I am, I'm really so glad to say that you said that because right now, one of the things that is coming more into the front and what is keeping us, like keeping us together is the collective consciousness. The simple fact that so many more people understand that the collective consciousness, first off, is a thing that you can tap into it, right? So like, imagine that we're having these conversations, like, wow. So that is helping, that's our, that's our internet. That's our internet. You know, that's we, the people's internet. That's our mycelia. If you like to think of the idea of like a global mushroom um, ring, that's how I kind of think about it, you know? And I'm glad that you mentioned 2012 because truthfully, when I had the vision of what was going on, I didn't do my full awakening until 2014, but it all started in 2012. And in 2012, what happened was, um, what was explained to me was that Gaia was going to go through a a birthing process. And they said that it would take between seven and 15 years. And if if you run through this based on um, some of the other shaman, shamanic principles, they talk about a birthing process, a dark time of about 10 to 15 years. And we're in it right now. If you literally look, we've passed the halfway mark. We're 10 years in, we've got about five years to go. And these are the birthing waters. And you're literally catching the whole swing of Gaia bringing herself into this new level and bringing us with her, you know? And it's it's been, it's been quite a journey. Yeah. It's been yeah. quite a journey. It sure has. And and this is really, I think, a value for us to really uh, deepen into our connection with spirit and with Gaia. Absolutely. I've gotten many messages from her because I walk in the forest almost every day mm-hmm. to come close to me. And I, I channel too. This is something I don't talk about a lot because I mostly channel in my private community. Mm-hmm. But I've actually channeled Gaia and she says, come close to me. Connect your belly to mine. This yeah. is how you will know where to be, how to be, and when to be. Uh, as my body shifts and adjusts in these yes. changing years. I'm so glad you said that because I also channel her, but I don't talk about it either because it's some, it can be overwhelming as you you know. But yeah. I've been getting the same thing. It's like come outside, sit on the ground. And then even yeah. five years ago, it was a big thing to go free bleeding, you know, release yeah. back into the earth, right? Yeah. So that's part of our problem. Our earth is 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 diminished and depleted because our old practices where we would throw our food organic food back to the earth to replenish her we're not doing any of those things and people don't realize how that skews us yeah yeah to say nothing of the glyphosates the gmos the all of that pesticides and all the other stuff right but just the simple act of defecating and putting your your food back into the earth which would enrich the soil we don't even that is so far lost now you know Yeah. now they chemicalize everything and and granted i mean like in cities and stuff you certainly wouldn't want poop piles but no definitely not (laughs) right but but to the point of yeah there are those of us who are we're we're almost like um 
uh, acupuncture needles in different parts of Gaia, bringing these sacred practices, ceremony, the blood, letting our blood bleed on her, yeah. you know, putting, putting our bodies on her. This is part of that, I would say, certainly the sacred work of the priestess. And I know brothers do their own right uh, honoring of gaia as well that is we have to come back into attunement with her these body mind vehicles are made to be with gaia they're thousand percent yeah they're not made to live on mars or anywhere else they don't need to be uh, genetically modified to survive things that are natural here right but we do need to come into remembrance and, al and, and alignment with her and with our own organic nature really right we need to get back into the cycle of things you know yeah. and understand that we are also part of the cycle and stop acting like we are separate from the cycle i think that's one of the biggest things that we lost when we lost the matrilineal and matriarchy of of the, of the medicine women was not understanding the full cycle and our part in the cycle when we stepped out of that is when we broke nature Ooh. Yeah. I mean, like I have heavy, heavy feel feelings that. about that. Yeah. yeah I'm I just like, really feel that. And yeah. And the and the and the the heartbreak of that over so many generations and this call that so many women and men feel around this earth to return mm -hmm. to the cycle of life. It's like it, it it's a it's healing our, our lineage as well, you know, our family lines. Uh, it's returning so much of what yeah. we need in order to continue as a planetary family. And I think that these summits and the rest of the summits that other people are putting on, these are all the things that help us bring ourselves closer to getting back to balance. Because what we're experiencing is a massive imbalance. And I want to just say this to anybody who's watching and listening, that this is not hatred towards men because we're uplifting the feminine right correct yes. absolutely because that's always like the tussle we're not tussling men are important also it's just that the imbalance has been towards women and we can't have that anymore that's it yeah you mean towards men the imbalance well yeah the imbalance what's been towards us because we've been the lesser for the oh, long right day. yeah yeah right. so the pendulum has been swinging. the pendulum has to swing back up and so for us yes. to come into balance the women are now being lifted up and yeah. that's what that's how we're going to do it and we all win when women are lifted up that's that's the real fact of the matter yes we all win. everybody everybody is a child of a mother exactly yeah. exactly and if we can heal what makes women be horrible to men and what makes men horrible to women, we can finally talk about actual unity consciousness. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but until then, until we have those important conversations, until we do the shadow work, until we bring up the deep dark secrets, you know, we're gonna be stuck here for a little while, but we got five more years according to the to the blackout. Wow, five more years. Woo. Yeah, yeah. May, may we be held in the loving arms of our divine mother, father, God. Yeah. That's all you can ask for during these times and just hope that you're the one paying attention to those nudges so that you stay on the pathway to the new earth. That's yeah. basically it. We anchor it in through us, through our belief and through our unconditional love and service. So yeah. oh, beautiful. Wow. Yep. That was fantastic, Don. I just want to thank you so much for joining me today on Gaia Soars. Everyone, you can find Don. Um, tell us where we can find you, Don. Oh, yeah. Well, for the, for the summit, you go to returnofthepriestess.com forward slash Kimra. 
and that's that's how you find us and it's absolutely free you register and you'll have access to the full series it's two weeks plus a live opening and closing ceremony 32 interviews and uh if you want to if you would like to purchase it and have lifetime access after it's over, you're welcome to do that because you know where 50% of that's going to go. Exactly. So, right. uh, but even if you know if that's out of your budget right now, or it doesn't feel aligned, or you're contributing other places in your life, then come and join us for the summit. Come and listen to those uh, speakers who you feel aligned with. And if someone doesn't align for you, that's fine. The diversity is extraordinary, particularly this year. So we would love to have you. Yay, I'm so excited. And once again, thank you so much for having me on Return of the Priestess this year. And thank you for coming on my show. It's been an absolute pleasure and honor to have you. And thank you for having us on another episode of Gaia Soars. Y'all know where to find me. I'm Kimmer Minuti, your friendly neighborhood Ascension coach. And I hope that you have a wonderful and blessed rest of your day. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Gaia Soars a podcast about the practical application of spirituality with your host, Kimra Minuti. You're listening to us on Anchor FM, Spotify, and Apple Music Podcasts. If you would like to book a one-on-one private session with Kimra Minuti, the link is in the show notes.